Welcome to the High Anxiety Podcast. I'm Brandon. I'm Ty. Hi, Nancy. Right, we are here to talk about Pokemon. Specifically, Pokemon Concierge? Yeah, Pokemon yes. Concierge just started on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's over already. It's a four-part miniseries. And um, I think that it is special. It's so cute. It's beautiful. Um, I've seen conflicting reports online that says that it is claymation, but it's not its computer, and I don't know if it's computer made to look like claymation. Um, Why can't it be both? I think it's probably both. Yeah. But, like, it's very, if you're a Christmas movie fan, it's very Rankin-Bass. Yeah. Rankin's Reindeer. It's very stylized to look like that, and I think that it's gorgeous. Uh, it's it's it, it looks intentionally choppy. Um, to kind of re- match that old time feel. Yeah, that like Gumby stop motion. Like the characters look felt, except the water Pokemon look plastic, which I like because it makes sense. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has a very accurate texture to what they are. Right. One thing I really love is some of the Pokemon have a very different texture than what I had always just kind of thought and imagined in my mind. Yeah. Like Dragonair. Dragonair is like fluffy, furry. And I expected Dragonair to be more of like a scaly, like a dolphin skin. Oh, yeah. You know, you know like a like smooth, like a smooth skin. Yeah. 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 I'm a smooth brain. <laughs> I'm a smooth criminal. So, oh. Lindsay, kind of describe like the premise of Pokemon Concierge loosely. I know you're like an expert, but. Uh, so I actually thought that I'm wondering who their target audience was for this. I think it could go either way because the story of the girl is a little bit more mature just in that she has a huge falling out with her boyfriend Mm -hmm. and, you know, her life is just not going where she was hoping it would go. And she basically just gets away to this island. She runs away. Yeah. So, like, while I don't think that's, like, inappropriate for kids, I, you know, I'm not really sure what they're getting out of that other than maybe, like, run away from your problems. I'm not sure. It, it felt like it was aimed at the people who grew up with Pokemon. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. So I guess I, I shouldn't say I don't know who it was geared towards because my theory would be it's, it's towards us. It's towards, yeah. you know, 14-year-old me who was just enamored with this world pocket monster. But if someone has kids, like the kids really liked it. Well the kids loved it. And I don't know it. if it's just the Pokemon style and they just know it's Pokemon World so they're into it, but um like even through the parts where it is about her troubled background, they're interested in it. Um they it, they <clears throat> the Pokemon company is really good about creating things that interests all the demographics of Pokemon fans. Uh, Detective Pikachu, for example, had very mature subject matter, but kids loved it just as much as the adults did. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, And that was so magical. Like, that's probably still the most magical Pokemon world that has so far been imagined on screen. Like I, I still to this day. I mean, it wasn't didn't release that long ago, but yeah. I don't go there. I want to be there. I want to live there. I, yeah. I, I would say second favorite would be concierge. I why completely they, agree. Why haven't they explored more of that movie? Like they haven't even announced like, hey, we're doing a, a different Pokemon movie, or even Pikachu too. They could do an entire series of movies in just the Detective Pikachu world unrelated to each other and i would watch every single one of them i would watch a world where people just exist and don't react to the pokemon like yeah. it's just a regular thing that's like they do in pokemon blows my mind yeah it just yeah. it just blows my mind but, but yeah but it's real yeah you're yeah right. but but and that that's it felt like that's what they captured with detective pikachu yes and i would they could remake ash's entire journey in the real life, like Detective Pikachu type thing, I'd watch that. I'd watch anything from that. They and, really could, yeah. yeah. And concierge, absolutely as well. 
Yeah, with, with concierge, um, the reason that we, we wanted to have this podcast today is because we just were talking about um, our love in Pokemon in general, and then also how could this kind of world be applied to a video game? Um, so we have a few topics we want to talk about today, but um, I do want to kind of start with like your background with Pokemon and how you got into it, um, because Pokemon has been around for a majority of our lives, like half our lives. Is it more, more than half? More than half. More that's than half. And that's like when I think of Turtles, like, yeah, I grew up in Turtles, but like Pokemon, it feels like I was in high school when I saw it or something. So it just feels um, not as it's been around forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I was 14. Like when I think of Monster Rancher, when that was on the same channel as Pokemon, I'm like, yeah, that was from my childhood. But like that was after Pokemon, too. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's the weird in my brain. Just I think it's because Pokemon, like, it's still on, and they just ended Ash's journey, period. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like it's, it felt like it's still just something that's, like, I don't know. I don't know. So, but, what, what, but yeah, let's yeah where we, where it came from for us. Yeah. So, Lindsay, when did you Pikachu and Pokemon and Bulbasaur? Uh, I think it was in, like, Probably eighth grade. I don't know. Just fourth grade. I think myself, but yeah, it was just it was really sort of becoming big on the scene. And ironically, uh, there was someone I was dating who got me super into it, and he was like in high school. So just to see, like, I'm younger, but like this whole older age group is into these cards too. It was mm-hmm. it was mainly the cards. The cards were huge. But um, obviously, so was the show, you know, and the poker app and stuff. And, and, you know, as an artist, I was always trying to draw all the Pokemon, which they are deceptively difficult to draw. (laughs) I don't know, just to add in. But yeah, I I played the crap out of the card game. I was actually pretty good. The Toys R Us by us, (laughs) in peace. Um, Pokemon League. Pokemon League. And... I still have pages and activities that I did. I have all of my badges. Um, and I had a killer grass deck that could defeat anything that wasn't fire. I was so good at flipping heads. And I had my Beedrills were poisoning the crap out of you. Uh, my Nido Kings were, oh my God. I, so good. So good. That showed off someday. But, um, yeah, that for me was the big was the big thing, and I I liked the hollow cards. Like it wasn't the cards weren't where they're at right now. People genuinely wanted them to play. Yeah, I feel like back then. Whereas now it's like somebody gets a you know a Bulbasaur, you know a foil Bulbasaur. First of all, there's like six other foil Bulbasaurs, and they're just concerned about how much it's worth, how yeah. rare it is. Like my, our kids. Yeah, yeah you kid, they don't play it. They just they collect it. Play it. That's the YouTube culture, too. It's insane. And <laughs> I I love, what is his name? Deep Pocket Monster. I love him. I just, I can't help it. He's such a good-hearted yeah, him out Pokemon collector. He, he watches him all the time. It's, um, it's all the people just unpacking decks all day online. It is. It's exciting, though. I've tried to get back into it, but, like, I can't do it from that perspective because I open a pack and I don't get anything cool. It's just like... Buy money. (laughs) What's your history with Pokemon Ty? So for me, it started with seeing the anime. So I was 15 when Pokemon premiered. I remember. Yeah, because it premiered in 1998. Right, 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 right. Mm -hmm. So it's like this. Um, but aren't you more than a year older than me? I was like a year and a half. Okay, so well that makes sense. But you're, yeah, you're, no, you're two years older. Yeah, I'm two years older. Yeah, so. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So yeah, Pokemon premiered when I was 15. And I remember the show coming on Kids WB. And it was playing early in the morning. And I was so invested that like... On the weekends when we would go to my grandpa's, I had to be, like, if we were at home, I could catch it in the morning and I was good. But, like, my grandparents, you know, when you're visiting family, you never know if you're going to have time. And the episode that I remember being the most, like, floored over 
was Togepi hatching and Misty getting in the way and stealing Togepi's affection. And though Ash was the one who carried that egg the whole time, he did all the work and she got all the the credit for it. But I remember being at my grandpa's and just get they're like, okay, hold on, we'll go, we'll go. Just give me just a second. Just give me just a second. I just have to see this. And Togepi hatched and popped out and all that. And, and episode ends and I'm like, okay, we can go now. Um, but yeah. I have a whole episode based on crap that we were slighted on in that series. Don't get me started on Brock's departure. Uh, so it was harder than Bye Bye Butterfree for me. Uh, oh. So, yeah. Um, so the show was absolutely something. But the game, I bought Pokemon Red. I sold a bunch of my stuff. I went to Funko Land in the, in the crossing over there. And I bought Pokemon Red for the original Game Boy. I didn't have a Game Boy Color at the time. And I played that game front to back, like twice. And I remember my buddy Mike and I started trading Pokemon, and we went nuts from there. And then I started going to Pokemon League at Toys R Us. Um, Barb. <laughs> I don't have my badges anymore because uh, a lot of that was lost in the fire. But, uh, yeah, I remember going to Pokemon League and... Playing that there, and uh, I, that's where I met Dan. Uh, Dan. Was at Pokemon League because I walked up. He had a Sailor Moon sticker on his Pokemon card binder. And I was like, "Hey, that's pretty cool." And we've been buds since. And um, he's like, "Yeah, there's this really cool chick named Lindsay's really into Pokemon too." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. We have to we have to hang out." And here we are, all these years later. That's funny. But um, played Pokemon there. I never had my own deck. I never had my own cards. My friend Frank let me use his cards because I, I didn't get into the card game as much. I only got into Pokemon League for those badges. That's all I wanted out of there were those badges. They were sick. They were they still are. I had them on the inside of my coat so I could do yeah, that I move. I remember that. I remember that. Um, and it was just, God, it was so badass to have those things. And then playing the game, and I just just kept going. From there. Your story is so funny because I'm kind of well, my opposite of you, but it's different because I, as into video games as I have been like my whole life, I never owned a Nintendo system with a Pokemon game on it until the DS. Mm -hmm. It was the DS, no, the 3DS was when the first Pokemon game came out, right? It wasn't on the regular DS, was it? It's on the regular? Ugh, that goes back a long way. But yeah, that was my first. That was my first experience so, with an actual video game. I loved it. Was it Diamond or Pearl? Or mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I remember how crazy that was because there was a microphone for the DS that you could plug in that you could get for Diamond or Pearl. And I remember my friends and I talking to each other. It, it, so it had voice over internet on the DS version. And it was it was so crazy because they had the secret was was i never had it i never had a handheld nintendo and i didn't have nintendo 64 so i'd never ever ever played before i was just i was satisfied by the card game and the cartoon i had the, I think the movie had come out yeah the movie there was at least one movie out by then right oh yeah i had the card game on the game boy oh yeah so that's the uh, most the most of the card game i played was the game boy version is that it's called like Pokemon TGC? Yeah, just Pokemon Trading Card Game. Yeah, uh, which has been which is on the Nintendo uh, online now too, so you can play it on there. Oh yeah, we should do that. We should do that. We should, and it's it's got the online functionality built in. Is it really? Yeah, so we can connect and battle. Oh, cool. Okay, let's figure that out. We do need to do that. Y'all are in big trouble. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with it. Uh, all right, Brandon, what's your history with Pokemon? Okay, so like anything about me, you know, I usually hate it at first and I'm a big jerk about it. And, um, <laughs> stupid. I, I hate it. <laughs> so um, I, it was discovered. I don't, I don't know how old I was, but uh, it was the point where like everyone was obsessed with it. So also me, if someone, if everyone's obsessed with it, I started hating it. Mm. Um, so I was just. 
I would just draw lots of like Pikachu's getting killed by Sub Zero and Scorpion and things like that. Oh and, god. Um, and I would put them in like when I would draw like Smash Brothers drawings, I would make sure like Mario was like just beating Pikachu up and blood everywhere. <sighs> And then, um, so that's going into the 64 era, by the way. Um, and after I started embracing that and really, um, like, understanding that it, it's okay for me to like this and uh, it's not going to be one more thing that makes me get beat up every day, <laughs> um, um, I, 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 I tried the... Uh, Game Boy version. So I played Yellow first. Yellow was my first version of it. And that checks out. Um, I picked that because of like just who I like. Does it surprise you? Like I latch on the main character, and I want to. I want to make sure I have that main character. So like I was like, I have to have Pikachu because he's in the show. And oh, I I wanted a Pikachu. Like I had to catch a Pikachu. But yeah, being able to walk around with your Pikachu made Yellow so insanely cool. Now I had the walk thing, like the little like. The pocket Pikachu? Yeah, I had I had that. My my best friend at the time gave it to me. She what? let me have hers, and I just loved it. What, did that go to a game, or was it just a, a side thing? You fed it and stuff. It's like a Tamagotchi. Yeah, it was like a it was like a mix between a Tamagotchi and a pedometer. Because the Poke Walker for the D. Yeah. Oh, was yours shaped like a Pokeball, Lindsay? No, it was the no. yellow. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's that's pocket Pikachu. Yeah, that was a that was a standalone thing, right? It was st- the standalone thing, as far as I know. Yeah, and then and then the, but the Poco Walker, you would wear that, and it would sink to you. Yes, and it had a little screen on it. You could catch Pokemon with it. You have I've, to include the picture of me with all my Pokemon <laughs> stuff in the background. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure my pocket Pikachu is like on display in the background. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, we should do that. Um, um but yeah, po- so Poke Walkers are insanely expensive now too. Ooh. I have it somewhere. Yeah, have I, would, it. I would have never. Wait, Poke Walkers and Balls? Is the, it's, no, no, no. Yeah, this is the one they released for Heart, Gold, Soul, Silver on the DS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their yeah. batteries are dead. That I means forgot all about batteries. that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then um, I started, I think uh, um, Pokemon Snap is really what mm-hmm. made me be like, this is okay. I can do this. I like mm-hmm. this. And. Um, so it's kind of a weird, like, Pokemon Snap is my entry of the liking of it. Um, but then, yeah, I went to Yellow, and then I played every single one. She played Snap first before Yellow? Okay. And my my uh, love for the Pokemon game plateaued at Black and White 2. It's the last one I really liked. We got, remember, we all got it the same day, and we opened our copies. We were at Brian's house, because remember, we all went to Brian's for a Pokemon party, and that was black and white, too. And all three of us, I swear, at the same time went, this is, this felt very redundant. Yes. We all three, because we were all so excited. We all fired up, and we're like, didn't we just play this game? Yeah, and I think that was kind of the end of it. And I, we bought. No, no. The one that really pissed you off was the the sun and moon. Yeah, is that Switch or that's the that's sun? That was yes. that was that was still no sun and moon was still uh, 3ds. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I, skip, I didn't play like the minutes. Alola Pokemon. Yeah, so you bought it and you played it for like five minutes. Wow. Every <laughs> and then and then I bought the Switch version because it looked cool. And then uh, not hold on, what was? The Switch was Sword and Shield. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Oh, let's go Pikachu. Pikachu. Let's go Pikachu. Loved it. I bought, I bought loved it. It loved it. And I kind of liked it, but it didn't feel different enough for me, so I... How did it not feel different enough? You were literally walking through a world and could see the Pokemon. I thought that's... It was incredible. I thought that's where Pokemon games were going, and I got so excited. Because I was like, if this is what it's going to be, and then they came out with Sword and Shield, and I'm like, Nope, I'm done. I, I, I skipped. Sword and Shield is the first generation yeah. and I said I'm not doing it anymore. And I would like to see it return to... I don't know. I, like I, I'm like i watching Lindsay play... What? What is the new one? Uh, Violet. Violet. Yeah. Play Violet. I love it. And there's some cool things in it that seem really different and I, I like it, but... Um, hold on, I did play that the legendary Pokemon too, Pokemon Arceus. Arceus. Yes, mm-hmm. I did love it. That a love that bit. one, and I I did like that. that. I loved the you just threw the ball. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, what? it was neat. An open world. Oh, completely open I world. Never, I can yeah. never go back from an open world ever no. again. 
after playing that, I can't go back to traditional Pokemon games. I've been spoiled by seeing what Pokemon, choosing what Pokemon I'm going to throw out beforehand. Like, all of that. That was amazing. And the other thing was, is there was no Arceus Blue, Arceus Red. There was one version of the game. And I was like, this, this is, this is where it's going to be. And then immediately we go to Violet and Scarlet and we're back to two versions. And I just got bummed out again. I'm like, I just want one Pokemon game. So, yeah, because I don't like having to choose. And especially with, with Violet and Scarlet, I didn't want to have to choose between like the, the hot guy or the hot girl. Why did I have to choose? Why, why, why would you do that to somebody? You yeah. know? So I, I eventually just picked the color I liked more Yeah. at the time. So that was Violet. And I'm not bummed about it. Um, I haven't, I can finish that game like today if I wanted to, but I'm just having so much fun in the open world, mm-hmm. catching them all, like discovering different, like right now I've been catching all the Terra Pokemon. So I'm going back and I'm catching all the level 70 and 75, like, terrorists. Yeah. So I just got... So um, you're upset when you're only getting, like, 50s. She was like, there's only level 50 Pokemon to fight. And I'm like, isn't that pretty high? And then I realized yeah, it's, it's a lot higher. I can one-shot them. Yeah. So I got Lucario. I just got I just got that guy. And I got... Um, I can't remember its name. I So the thing about Pokemon is, like, after the initial 151... Yeah. I don't consistently know like, no. any of those guys. I think all three of us can recall the poker app perfectly, but yeah. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Um, but, but yeah, past that 151, it's it becomes so hard to keep up with it all. So we're on the topic of games right now. Um, so let's talk about like what we want to see in a future game. Like obviously we kind of touched on the main line. So I would like to talk about the main line first, but then I kind of want to dive into like the concierge world that we have seen on the show or um, and, like kind of just where would, where would a game go from there? So, so first off, let's talk about the, um, can I tell you what, like what bring me back to yeah. Pokemon, I think. Please. We are dying. to <laughs> Cause I really love it. And like, I'm jealous watching Jude and, Lindsay played that. I'm like, I, I want to play it. I want to find time to do it. But, um, and this is going to sound like uh, kind of like w- w- the Switch is definitely at its like peak. Like, we need to be moving on. And I think, yeah, we're ready for Switch too. And I would like to see a game that doesn't look like it was designed for the previous generation as a Pokemon game. Yeah. So I'm not saying like I need 4K, 8K visual melting graphics but like that's not pokemon the, the pop-up is still a lot like we still are having some pop-up and that takes me out of it what's pop-up when, uh, when like a when you're you're like your character oh, like, and all of a sudden it just appears yeah the, the draw distance issues with the yeah it happens a lot yeah it still does kind of look like it was made for like a high-end 3ds to me like it looks like if you could upgrade the visuals a little bit it doesn't look like it is made for that kind of version like if you look at um the remakes of what final fantasies and how they yeah. upgraded the style and it just kind of looks like again i'm not looking for like photorealistic but it, it would be nice to have just higher resolution character models and that's like the the nitpicky part that i'm okay. saying like i don't i don't need that um but i think what would be a big part a big improvement would be just kind of an emphasis on um like maybe separating these areas have this sets of Pokemon like one fifty one to one fifty one and like like right now they're all integrated and it's yeah. too much and it's like I, I immediately my anxiety kicks in like I'm not gonna catch all these deep Pokemon. There's there's not even all of them in the game and um, that's how it would be in the real world. I this isn't Jurassic Park, dude. Then why was it different in Kanto than in Johto? Because it was simpler back then. There were also still mixes. So that's kind of like what I was... find a Pikachu. And like, and also, like, I kind of, I don't know, I wish that there was, um, and, and it could be in there, I just don't know because I haven't played it, but when you go to your Pokedex, like, I kind of want to know, like, where, like, the original Pokedexes would lie. Like, this is 150 to, or 1 to 1, like, I don't know. Like I, I think you can. Actually, no, you can organize it in, like... My region. Can you do it by region? I think so. 
I know it let me do it by numerical order, but it like yeah. Pokemon goaded it. Where like there's like right. there's like a random original one fifty one like yeah. way toward the back. It just doesn't really make sense to me. But you do get a lot of information on the, the Pokemon that you mm -hmm. catch. Like I do think it's the best Pokedex so far. They've they've definitely been fleshing the world out more and more. I like that outside of Arceus the mainline Pokemon games are still all the same world. So they just keep expanding the continents. They're like, oh, here's a new region, here's a new region, here's a new region. And it makes sense that this region's not going to have the exact same, all the same Pokemon as this other region. Like Lindsay said, it's more realistic in that way. Um, but uh, on, on to the point of things that we would want to see... I was really disappointed by just how many bugs were in Scarlet and Violet. Uh, like Pokemon or technical? The game-breaking bugs. Like, not are breaking, but like really bad visual bugs. I've watched people get stuck in caves. Um, I've seen people almost fall through the floor in some instances, clip into walls. There's that type of stuff. Just really, really bad bugs that they they released the game with. It felt like they released the game incomplete. Like Brandon was saying, the pop-up thing was even bad in RCS, where you would just be walking and 40 Pokemon would populate in front of you way too close. Like, I want more draw distance. As for the graphics thing, honestly, I'm fine if graphics stay where they're at with Pokemon because it's such a stylized world, it doesn't bother me. It's, I just want the games to work well. I want to see the Pokemon from farther away, that sort of thing. If the gameplay and everything just stayed the way it is in Arceus, I'd be fine. I feel like that's a natural evolution of the Pokemon gameplay that felt so close to the series. Because... Ash, at times, didn't have to fight a Pokemon. If the Pokemon was just confused or something, he could throw a Pokeball and catch it without having to really do anything. And it just makes sense. Um, it would make sense you can befriend a Pokemon and get it to, you know... Like you could throw food out to it. Throw food out to it, and then eventually catch it. That sort of thing. Like, I love that. Um, you can kind of do that. Yeah, like... Arceus, because you can do that to draw sort certain Pokemon out. Exactly, just build on it's that. Of, it's kind of there. Um, I, I don't know. I, I love Pokemon. It is beloved yeah. to me. And I, so I don't know how to say this without it sounding mean. But, you know, maybe my expectations just are set at a certain spot for it to where the graphics and stuff like, just, just bother me. Like, I have Same. a lot of people that complain about voice acting... Like, I think that would completely stress me out if every conversation I had, somebody had a voice was talking to me. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't know. I get, I get I it, though. It would, I, I, do, I understand, mm. for me personally, I think I would just toggle it, or I would just turn the volume down and yeah. choose the read option. Um, but what I would want to see, if game changed, it would be a lot. Like, so the way they've been doing it is technology exists, but they're also kind of in a world that, doesn't feel like it's compatible with the technology that they're showing, like like the Pokedexes and the, the Rotophone and stuff. Yeah. I would love to see a Pokemon come out that is set in, like, modern times, like big, crazy cities. And so, I don't know. I, I would like yeah. to see more of the Detective yeah. Pikachu kind of treatment to a Pokemon. Yeah, like a day and night cycle, maybe like, and like, but even... I kind of felt that's the way black and white was, that, you know, you were in a big city and... Yeah, I think, I think when I... Well, that's true. When I'm thinking of the overworlds and just the maps of Pokemon, like, I feel like it's like the 1800s. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it's modern. And I don't know why that is. Like, I know the Pokemon... Because of how small and sparse everything is? No, but like, even, I mean, like, Arceus is set in the past, right? Yeah, that's set in the, in a, you know, feudal era. Yeah, like I think I think it's just kind of like a visual style that I'm thinking of. Is that what you're thinking of? Just like it looks more like lived in and modern and like. Yeah, I mean, I think Bayonetta does it nicely, mm. nicer than like more toward what I would what I'm getting at without being exact. Where there's like these worlds that definitely look untouched. You know, she's going back and forth between the yeah. worlds, but there's definitely developed cities and it's different yeah. times. But then also you're scaling it 
crazy mountain mm-hmm. with weird like cliffs and stuff on it. I don't know. Like I, I can't propose how that would exactly be done. Maybe it would have to be a completely different game. But like I just love catching them all. <laughs> like I don't have to have I don't have to have the um you know, to defeat all of the leaders and stuff, like you know, the trainers. I don't necessarily have to have that. Mm. I don't mind it. I love what they did in this current game, uh, Scarlet and Violet, where it's not just a redundant, like, dungeon-style mm. thing that you have to go through to get to the boss. Right. I kind of like the, the silly little challenges. I think they could be a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Like, they're not difficult at all. Playing off like what you... More of a puzzle. Yeah. Oh, like well, almost like a Legend of Zelda type thing where there were more puzzles that you needed Pokemon to solve them or something? Yeah, maybe. That I could be cool. Something with a little bit of challenge because, like, they solved the redundancy of, like, the dungeon style, but then it's like, there was like a like a DDR style thing, a guitar here where you just had to hit A, B, Y, and I kept thinking, <laughs> oh my god, this is going to get faster. This is going to get harder. It, it didn't. Well, yeah, yeah, and I think it's the whole trying to be accessible to kids. But maybe if there was a difficulty thing, you could set. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're putting in. The the idea you you all you've both heard of the Nuzlocke challenges, where like your Pokemon gets knocked out and you can't use the Pokemon again. You move on and oh, and like in a but in like a puzzle or like in in a battle. No, it's a it's a self proposed challenge that people do online. Where people will play a Pokemon game, and the, a Nuzlocke challenge is, if your Pokemon gets knocked out, you have to free that Pokemon. You can't use that Pokemon again. So it's like permadeath, basically. Permadeath for your Pokemon. So people self, self-impose self these challenges on themselves to make the game harder. And I would love to see... I would. Lo- <laughs> well, in this instance, they free the Pokemon. You failed me. Goodbye. Did I remember? <laughs> what? Oh. It was at the end of... Uh, is it in the Pearl and Diamond or Black and White? Yeah, it was one of the ones with Legendary. Yeah, I killed. Oh, I, God. I when you're battling with Pokemon, I yeah. knocked it out, and Brandon was so upset with me. I didn't know. I was like, is it going to restart it, or like you did not get it? it? You just don't get it. But I definitely, I definitely killed it. I, I want to have, I would love Pokemon games to have a mode built in for difficulty challenges like that. Other things I would, sorry, go ahead. No. Other things I would love to see implemented are maybe a randomizer, so it mixes up what Pokemon are in what areas. Uh, so, so you you could be walking through the grass and suddenly run into Arceus or something like a legendary Pokemon there in the grass at the starting area. Uh, like that randomness to it, I think could be fun. These are like different ideas of different modes you could do. Also, like levels too. Like, is that is is it currently like? Can you wander in an area that you're not ready for in this yeah. yet? Oh, you can't. Okay. It's completely yeah. open world, and it it's almost to the game's discredit because until until I got like my Miradon, am I saying that right? Uh-huh. Until I got my my Violet Pokemon. Until I got it to a certain like level, a certain ability, um, I would get lost constantly in the world. There's nothing really intuitive about it. And also, there's no instruction of where you're supposed to go next mm-hmm. in the game. That's what... There's not. I, I used a guide. I used a guide to just just to tell me where I was supposed to go next. Yeah. I had no idea. I would have floundered around forever. The early Pokemon games handled that pretty well. They did. It was like a path. You couldn't go. Yeah, they would literally say like, oh, you can't go this way right now. You need to come back this way. But the downfall of that, the the downfall, there's a bush. You can't cut that bush. The the downfall was is you lost that feeling of an open world. Excuse me. It wasn't an open world. You couldn't just go anywhere. So it makes sense. I don't know how you truly strike a balance, but the only thing I could think of is that maybe keep the world open. You have the choice to go anywhere. However, have an item like, I don't know, a GPS that just says, you know, quest wise, you need to go this way. 
This is this is the path you need to take. Like it's it, new technology, right? But it also makes sense. It's a lived-in world. People know where to go. Obviously, caves could be a little different, but just out in the valleys and stuff like that, it would make sense. There's something to say. Head off in this direction. Turn here, like a Pokemon Tom Tom. You know? Yeah. There's not enough of that now. If you know where you're supposed to go, you can mark that area on a map. And right. Tell you. But it gets really frustrating because once again, if your companion Pokemon isn't at the right, doesn't have the right ability, you'll get to a dead end on a mountain and it's like, I just wasted an hour getting over here and I can't do anything. What, uh, Brent, did you say yours yet? My what, what I would need to bring back? Or what I want to yeah, you did, you did yours, yeah. Um, okay. What were your favorite gimmicks that they got rid of? For me, so it was Mega Evolutions. <laughs> I thought this big. No, that's the Gigantus or something. Yeah, that's Mega Evolutions Gigantus. were a, a further evolution that they would step back from. It was almost Digimon esque. Oh, and it was like a finishing move too. Like it. Yeah. It then yeah. And and uh, the fact that they, I liked the Z moves thing. I liked that bracelet with the, and you had the different crystals on it, and it was like you would do this. And I remember I had a mun- <clears throat> God, I had a Munchlax. <clears throat> Making me need to clear my throat. Yeah. <clears> throat> I, I, I had a Munchlax that I would use this crystal, this Z move crystal, and the Munchlax would gain super speed and take off running and bowl through whatever he was like. I just, I, I, I thought that that was pretty cool. It was very visually interesting. But those two gimmicks are the ones I think I missed the most. I never took advantage. Gimmicks of the Z band stuff. I didn't. Um, gimmicks. Let's see. Man, I don't know. Like, I'm more of the kind of person that just levels up my Pokemon the original way, and they're just powerful on their own, and they just they just go through. Like, I get rid of any moves that don't do damage. I am literally just a damage moves kind of gal. Um, I'm trying to think that I missed that they didn't do. I, I don't mind the whole, <clears throat> the whole Terra Pokemon thing. I know a lot of people got upset about the Gigantamax, but personally, I was always excited to see what a Pokemon was going to look like. Yeah. The Gigantamax. It was a way of seeing a new... And I remember... Oh, got food. Yes, I remember <laughs> my first thought was, my God, wait a little Oh, my God. And I was like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if I... I don't know if I missed that, but I did like it. It did... You know, I, I did, yeah. it was like, it was neat to see. Um, my, the, the downfall with um, Sword and Shield for me were just uh, the, the, the two main characters. Was it Leon? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. And Kip, whatever his name was. I don't even care. It was, they were very annoying. And I would say the thing that annoys me most about the games is your main opponent never shuts up. They talk too much, and they always get in your way and want to battle. Mm-hmm. And they'll, like, throw out a sand shrew when you're, like, level 60. And it's like, bro, there's no way that you, that you like, made it to the Pokemon League with that thing. They, they needed better scaling. Like, your rivals and stuff should scale with you. But, Brandon, what was, what was your favorite gimmick they got rid of or something you'd like? Um, mine's going to kind of lead into, like, where I want to move our conversation next. Um, because I think, like, I think part of the, um, one of the really fun things, like, how you, there's in-game distractions, like the casino in one of the games. I loved the casino. That loved was fun. It. And um, and and this is gonna sound like really lame, but like the beauty contest thing when you decorate your Pokemon yeah. thing, um, feed it the right berries and yeah, like, yeah. I, like I and and I'm and I, I want to come back to that really quick. So I want to talk about the the um, whatever you the, the the Mega Evolution. I want to talk about that really quick because like I love that and I love to see what it looked like, but at some point it kind of felt like. Um, like you're watching Pokemon or um, Power Rangers, and you're like, okay, so like I know it's gonna end with the Megazord, so like it's just like it just kind of seemed like you, you, yeah, you throw it out as the finishing move. Yeah, you, you, like you have to do it at some point because yeah. you, you don't see it enough, and it just kind of felt predictable, and that and it kind of wore on me. So like it'd be cool to bring it back, but have it be meaningful. Like maybe you, um, 
Like, isn't there something in the game right now where you, uh, no, it's not Mario RPG, where you, you're, like, collecting experience points in the little window, say, 100%, and you get that extra finish team move thing? Mm-hmm. So it'd be kind of cool if, like, yeah. over battles, that unlocked that experience. That wasn't, like, an option every single time to just... Right. Something you, you earn up over time. Yeah, like, I went to, like, a Smash Ball. Like, yeah. Or a Smash That's game. fantastic, because it could be treated like the TMs used to be treated, mm-hmm. like Rock Smash and, uh... Mm-hmm. Razor leaf or whatever, like to get through the bushes yeah. and, the, and the rocks in the way. Yeah. And it you could do something like that, but larger scale. Like yeah. you could knock a mountain down or something. Yeah. Oh my god, that yeah. would be. And you could, you could even sick. you could even implement like like uh, Ocarina of Time elements. Like you can go to that place, but you can't do it until you get that lantern. Or you yeah, can, it's kind of like you could you could incorporate that. Um, but like I said, one of the gimmicks that I miss is that. Like that fashion show thing. I think it was cool. Like you yeah. could decorate your Pokemon. I in. forgot about that. And it, and it makes me want to move into like, like there are so many different Pokemon games and types available. Like there is the mainline entry for like the hardcore. Like I just love Pokemon and want to just play the main games. But there's spinoffs. Like what's the, your guys' favorite uh, non-main game? First. Favorite non-main mm-hmm. game. I'm gonna start Troze. <laughs> Prozac. She played I, that game like crazy, and then they made the the app one wasn't the same. Nope. They, they made no. it on, on, I love on the, the shit out of that game. It was so fun. I love a good puzzle game. game, but I got into it because it was Pokemon, and you were collecting the Pokemon. It was so cool. What was that? It was either Super Nintendo or N sixty four, but it was a Pokemon Tetris. Um, like game Pokemon three three D puzzle puzzle league puzzle league. Yes. That game was oh, that game was stupid fun. Not Troze. A uh, Troze was really good too, but I didn't play it enough to say it was my favorite. Say it was my favorite spinoff. So Tim and I would play it, and oh. I actually beat the- him like once. It's kind of a big deal. I would say my favorite spinoffs are the Mystery Dungeon mm, games. Those. Did, did those age well? You think? I think so. They're still stupid fun, and then you got the remake. Mm. That was on. 3D. That was on 3D. The, they were on D. They were on Game Boy Advance and DS, 3DS, and then the remake was on the Switch. Oh, it was on Switch. Yeah, they. Re- I think they. Yeah, they remade the first one for the Switch. And it's probably still full uh, price, right? Because it's Nintendo. <laughs> probably. Probably. Um, yeah. So um, my favorite spinoff is the first Pokemon on Snap. I really like the newer one. Like, it was cool to see the vision yeah. updated, but, like, it didn't feel the same, obviously. Like, there's, it feels like a time capsule. It's like a game. It's kind of like Goldeneye. Like, how I can't really go back and play Goldeneye. The, I'm like, yeah. But, like, I have nothing but great memories, and Pokemon Snap is the same mm-hmm. way. Like, I, I see that. So, I don't I don't know if I could still play it to this right. day if it'd be the same. Um, but it definitely, because I mean, the, the Switch one feels just like it, yeah. but it just didn't have the same magic. Yeah, um, that is definitely a second favorite, but I've only played the Switch one, and I love it. I never had a 64 as a kid, so I never played, like, Coliseum and all that. But, yeah, that's, that, was, that was me and yeah. I think is I was going to say Pokemon Coliseum, because those games were, like... Wasn't it Stadium? Stadium. Well, well the the, Coliseum, sorry. The, now, the GameCube spinoff ones are two of the best Pokemon games that no one ever... Gale of Darkness, Pokemon Coliseum... Those games are stupid fun, and they have really great stories. If they just remade those and just brought them to modern Pokemon world, that'd be insane. Yeah, but there's not really a reason to have like Pokemon Stadium now because the visual, like it was mostly the visuals. Like you were, it was the it was you were seeing 3D versions of the Pokemon. They weren't just sprites anymore. Yeah, but it was still turn based. It was like, yeah. fun, but there just there was no trainer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it just had animations like Blastoise would like get all worked up and then Blast Cannon. And there was an adapter to connect your Game Boy games to the sixty four yeah. so you could transfer your your actual Pokemon yeah. in it. But like but then but then I think that was kind of like infinite money mode where you could just load like I think in the game, like if you just played the stock characters, they yeah. were like beefed up and it didn't feel fair either. But it was really cool. Yeah, I've gone back and played it since and it just didn't really do anything for me. But I think if I had grown up with it I would feel different. Yeah, because right now, like, the games are doing what Pokemon Stadium did, basically. Like, it's their animation. The moment they went 3D, there was no reason for it. Yeah. Um, so so where do where do Pokemon spin-off games go is, is the is the session that we're, we're here now. And Pokemon Concierge is a really big... Um, it's the whole reason that we started this, this podcast episode was because we started talking about um, a different kind of 
game, like a, a relaxing Animal Crossing style game in the Pokemon world. And it doesn't have to be necessarily like you go into a town and you make friends and villages, but like the Pokemon concierge, if that was a game and you're there to take care of Pokemon and different Pokemon would come in and just need different grooming and different um, accommodations, like, oh, their hotel room needs to be this. So you can do Happy Home Designer. You can do, like, there's so many things you can just take from Animal Crossing code and put it into one game as a Pokemon game. And that's exactly it. Home designer has a lot of potential to to expand, and I think it would just be perfect. Happy, it kind of has the Sims vibe almost, like a Sims. Mm -hmm. You could repackage Happy Home Designer as a Pokemon thing so easily, like yours did. But Pokemon Concierge, and like you're saying, literally, Pokemon Concierge is as if it was a game. Would be the Animal Crossing of Pokemon games. You would, you know have this hotel you fix up and that's where you put your furniture and you're, you know, the, the, instead of having townspeople, like you're having guests and you're making friends with the guests and there's all these things you can have people come over to your hotel and you get guest ratings, guest ratings. Yes. The better you build up your hotel and then you fill it up with mini games, you know, like there's Pokemon games in the pool, Pokemon games in the, in these areas, just based on different events that would happen at the hotel. It just makes perfect sense. Yeah, I I would be honestly shocked if a game didn't come from this. Well, yeah. as long as we're going to get more to the series, I think if yeah. it just stops at this four-parter, um, you know, it might just fizzle out. Yeah. But I I hope it doesn't. No. Yeah, I hope it keeps People going. People are mixed about it. I'm not sure how it went over. I mean, it released at the busiest time of the year. Yeah. For me, outside of Pokemon Concierge and a Pokemon Animal Crossing-like game, which I would love, what I want in future Pokemon games, where Pokemon's going that I would love the most is there are so many interesting jobs in the world of Pokemon. Pokemon Rangers, Pokemon Breeders, um... Pokemon professors. I would love games from those characters' point of view. Um, maybe a Pokemon game from the point of view of even a Team Rocket. I would love a Team Rocket-like Pokemon game. Um, it's a tentacruel world. <laughs> or what an Officer Jenny, a Nurse Joy. That would be so cool. Oh my gosh, Pokemon Hospital. Pokemon Hospital. Like, and it would essentially... Mama's file. And yes, cooking... Right, you're you're fixing the Pokemon up, you're making them food, you're making them feel better. There's all these ways you could integrate those things and have some really good stories. Like, a, 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 I find there was a Pokemon Ranger game, wasn't there? Yes. Okay. But yeah, I would I would love. A, we always hear about all this hard work uh, Pokemon professors always do, but they're always sending kids out to do their job. Like, what did Professor Oak do beforehand? I want to know Professor Oak's journey or any of these other professors' journeys. Like, a Pokemon game, and like you were mentioning before, it doesn't, having a Pokemon game that's always, I'm going to be the very best. I want a Pokemon game where it's just people living their life and doing their job with their Pokemon. Yeah, it would be great if you woke up. It, it would be set up the same way, but like you woke up in the morning. But, yeah. like, you chose what job you wanted to go out into the world and do. Right. Right. And instead, oh, I'm not going to be a Pokemon trainer. I'm going to be a Pokemon professor. Yeah. There could be a whole game around dressing up the Pokemon and giving them makeovers and stuff. I mean, there's a whole... That could be a whole subsection of Pokemon Concierge. Could there could be a beauty yes. thing there. Yes. I mean, look at all the um, iPad and iPhone games out there that are literally just giving people makeovers there's a million and a half of them there was a ton of ds we shovelware that was we fashion ds fashion or those dogs games or the pets games oh nintendogs was my jam po do do that but for pokemon as many games yeah so yeah, I think we're kind of just looking for like an escape to like a just relaxing right now. <laughs> we're just looking for like a another Animal Crossing relax I, or escape from the world. I want another epic adventure yeah. that's not just 
I'm going to fight through the league. That's why I liked the Pokemon GameCube games so much is there was this big story around them. Gale of Darkness, you could literally steal people's Pokemon because they were infected with the shadow thing. So you could take their Pokemon and then you could go cure them. An epic adventure that's not just from the point of view of the silent protagonist who's out there trying to take on the Pokemon League. That's that's what I want. And and a relaxing Animal Crossing-like Pokemon game. I could take all of that out. I would just love a giant world, giant free world game where you, your job is just, you're just literally catching them all. Yeah. What Seriously. If, what I if there was a, what if as a Pokemon breeder... There could be a game where you're a Pokemon breeder and your whole thing is you're going out there and catching them and you're breeding them to min-max them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And there could be jobs where people come to you and go, I really need a Snorlax that's got really high speed, like a completely random thing like that. And you have to breed them till you get to that point. Almost like Chocobo racing in Final Fantasy VII. I went straight to Chocobo. The Chocobo breeding was no right. joke. To get that gold Chocobo. Right. Okay. Do that, but for Pokemon. And the other thing is, I did forget to mention this earlier, probably one of my favorite innovations was the Alolan thing. Having the same Pokemon look completely different, I yes. want more and more regions, more and more regions of different looking versions of Pokemon. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I that Ice Sandshrew, peak. Dude, the ice uh, Vulpix as well. Yes. So, yeah, that was yes, that was another thing I wanted to see keep going. Thank you, Mortal Planet. Sigazoon went from being, like, boring to, like, kind of a badass. Right. I, I want to see, like, I want to see a super, like, crazy powerful Bidoof. Like, a Pokemon no one would expect. Yeah. Um, so, any, any other thoughts about Pokemon and the current state that we are in right now and what we want to see before we wrap up? Just learn from your mistakes, man. <laughs> That's all I ask. Yeah, I mean, I just I just want them to continue to... I want them to start pushing boundaries again. Yeah. For a while there, they really were. And I think they're comfortable now, which they're allowed to be comfortable because most people are like me, where they play and it doesn't matter. Like, I'll always buy a Pokemon game and I'll always like it. I may not fiercely defend it, but I'll roll my eyes to the people who just complain about it all the time. Because it's like, you bought it too. Right. You know, I don't know. Um, I would like to see more different things. I really yeah. do. But I can't tell you that I'm ever going to boycott it if they don't. More Arceus, please. That's it. Just more Arceus Legends. Yeah, there you go. All right. To make Pokeballs. That's crazy. That was so cool. Crafting. I want more crafting. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's Sorry. good. That's cool, too. All right. Um, so uh, this is our first podcast. Uh, tell us what you think in the comments. Um, I don't know how we're going to upload this to an audio service, but however you subscribe to audio services... Maybe we'll be there. <laughs> let let us know what you want us to talk about next. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it. Put put in the comments what you want to talk about. Mm. We can. Uh, we'll form our next episode. So, um, but I'm Brandon. I'm Ty. Have a great, wonderful end of this podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, we did it.